Om Sam Saraswati Namaha Namaste Namaste And this evening on page 247 of the Chandipat we're going to begin the discussion of the ninth chapter and the ninth chapter is all about the demise of self-deprecation and I'm sure a few of us have heard that voice rattling in our brains saying if only you had why did you do it that way? You could have been, you could have done it better. You, you're just a dummy. <laughs> you're, I was abused. I was confused. I was bemused. I was, what else was I? I just blew it. I made a mistake. Again, I bespreet you, Brahmtya. I, I, whatever mistake I made from uh, ignorance, forgetfulness, just plain confusion, just plain stupidity. Devi, please forgive me. Proceed, the Parameshwari. Let's begin with the meditation on the form of the supremely divided one. The Lord, who is both male and female, continuously without end. Her color is like flowers. Which chapter? Chapter 9, on page 247, The Deep Meditation. I take refuge in the supremely divided one. The Lord was both male and female without end continuously without end. Her color is like flowers, and those are called Pentapetus phonesia. Uh, <laughs> and I can't tell you what flower that is, but you know, it's, it's, she's pretty flowers. Uh, she looks like a flower. Or excellent gold with red and yellow mixture. I'll bet you it's kind of a java fool. It's a, a java flower with a golden java with a red border around it. And it, wow, it looks a lot like the lady in a yellow sari with a red border. And uh, her be beautiful hand, she holds a rosary, a net, the curved sword, and shows the mudra grant giving blessings. The radiant half moon is her ornament, and she has three eyes. And Om, the king said. Now remember, the king is sitting with a rishi, uh, the intellect of love. And he, the intellect of love is, Medas Muni is telling the king, the conveyor of good thoughts, all these stories about the demise of self-conceit and self-deprecation and the great ego and the armies of the great ego, the balance of too much and too little. And so now he just finished the story of the demise of the seeds of desire and the king said, O divine being, this narrative you have told me of the death of the seed of desire and the greatness of the goddess is wonderful indeed. Self-conceit and self-deprecation must have been very angry at his death. I wish to hear how they reacted. And the Rishi said, after the death of the seed of desire and other thoughts in the battle, there was no limit to the anger of self-conceit and self-deprecation. Their conceit had no bounds. They got so angry 
that his extensive army was being killed in this way, self-deprecation, along with his foremost soldiers, in great anger, ran towards the goddess. In front of him and behind him, and also on both flanks, were great thoughts who expressed anger by biting their lips, and they came to kill the goddess. The extremely valiant self-conceit also came in great anger along with his army to do battle with the multitude of mothers and to kill she who tears apart thought. Then self-conceit and self-deprecation began a violent fight with the goddess. Those two thoughts in the manner of clouds caused a fearful shower of arrows. Those hurled arrows were immediately cut in flight by the mass of arrows from the bow of she who tears apart thought and the multitude of other weapons she rained upon the two kings of thought and wounded their bodies. Uh, so she saw all the arrows coming at her and she just let loose her arrows and they cut the opposing arrows to pieces in flight and then she wounded both the issues. Self-deprecation took a sharp sword and a shining shield and struck the goddess's carrier, the lion, upon the head. After her carrier, Mr. Dharma, was wounded, the goddess immediately cut that sword of self-deprecation into pieces with her arrows and also his shield, which was inlaid with eight moons. And we just talked about the Ashtapasha. Uh, the eight bonds uh, which bind us to worldliness. And with his sword and shield torn to pieces, that thought thrust his energy, but the goddess cut it into pieces by her discus. His temper flaring, self-deprecation took his pike to fight with the goddess, but she instantly pulverized it with a blow of her fist. Ah, she just made it into, turned it into powder. Then he grabbed a club and hurled it at the goddess, but that too, she who tears apart thought, cut, by, cut by her trident and reduced it to ashes. Self-conceit, self-deprecation is not giving up. He's continually saying, uh, you're not enough the way you are. You've got to be something more. You've got to do a better job. If only you hadn't blown at that time, you'd be okay now. And thereafter, that king of thought, self-deprecation, took a battle axe in his hands, but seeing him coming, the goddess let loose a multitude of arrows, and having wounded him, she put him to rest on the earth. Splot! <laughs> he fell down to earth in a heap. And after self-deprecation was laid to rest on the earth, his extremely fierce brother was greatly agitated, and he approached to kill the mother of the universe. Ah, self-conceit isn't going to let this go by. Seated on his chariot, he was displaying magnificent weapons in his eight mighty arms and he covered the entire atmosphere with his wonderful brilliance. Seeing him approaching, the goddess sounded her conch, 
excessively unbearable noise along with the twang of her bowstring. <laughs> the sound of her bell, which destroys the splendor of all thoughts, pervaded all the directions. Ah! Thereafter the lion gave a great roar, hearing which even the greatest kings of elephants lost their pride, and the hum of the roar filled the earth, the atmosphere, and the ten directions. Then the remover of darkness leaped into the atmosphere, and with her two hands she slapped the earth. And from this, there was such an excessive noise that the preceding sounds became quiet. Thereafter, she for whom consciousness is emissary gave a great hoarse laugh <laughs> to the displeasure of all the thoughts. And hearing this, all the thoughts began to shudder. Self-conceit was greatly agitated. And the goddess said to self-conceit, Oh, wicked one, stand fast. And then the voice of the gods rose in the atmosphere. Jai Ma! Victory to you. As self-conceit was advancing, he thrust in extremely fearful, luminous energy, which was coming like a mountain of fire, and the goddess, with a great flame, put it away. Just laid it to rest. <laughs> and the atmosphere of the three worlds was pervaded by the lion-like cry of self-conceit, but of even greater volume was the frightful clap of thunder that conquered all other sounds. Tandimaki, jai, jai, jai! Self-conceit and the goddess cut one another's arrows in hundreds and thousands. Then the enraged, she who tears apart thought, struck him with the pike and wounded, he fell to the ground senseless. Not that he had any sense before he started the fight, but he was quite unconscious. Then self-deprecation, regaining consciousness, cook his bow and struck the goddess, the remover of darkness, and the lion with arrows. Again, the lord of confusion, the son of earthly concepts, extending ten thousand arms, attacked she who tears apart thought with a discus. And then the Supreme Lord, the destroyer of troubles and afflictions, grew angry and cut those discuses and arrows with her own arrows. Or as many weapons as flew towards her, she just cut them down with the arrows from her bow of determination. With her sankalpa and her focus and her one-pointed attentiveness, she cut down every weapon that self-conceit and self-deprecation hurled at her. Self-deprecation swiftly took his club and, accompanied by an army of thoughts, rushed forward to kill she who tears apart thought. 
As she, he was approaching, she who tears apart thought cut his club with a sharp-edged sword, whereupon he seized a pike. And self-deprecation, the afflictor of gods, approached with a pike in, a, in hand. She who tears apart thought swiftly pierced him in the heart with her own pike. Emerging from the heart, pierced by the pike, came a spirit of great strength and valor, crying, Stop! Stop! Don't kill me. You don't have to kill me. And with loud laughter, the goddess severed his head with her sword, and he fell to the ground. Then the lion crushed the necks of many thoughts with his fierce teeth and ate them, while the remover of darkness, darkness and she for whom consciousness is emissary devoured others. <laughs> Tasty. Some great thoughts perished, being pierced by the energy of the ever-pure one, while others were repulsed, being sprinkled by the water, sanctified by the incantation of creative energy. Brahmani gave Abhishek, Amritam Guru Swaha, Amritam Guru Swaha, make this immortal nectar. Others were cut by the trident of the energy of the great city of all and fell, while others were ground to powder by the snout of the most excellent desire of union. Confusions were cut to pieces by the discus of the energy of the consciousness that pervades all, and others by the thunderbolt hurled from the palm of the hand of the energy of the rule of the pure. Some thoughts perished and other thoughts fled from the battle, while still others were eaten by the remover of darkness, she for whom consciousness is emissary, and the king of beasts, the lion, Dharma, the conveyance of the goddess, Om. Oh, Shamaji, this chapter, every stand has a very subtle meaning. Could you explain? Every ch yes, Mother, I can explain every subtle meaning of every word on every page. Where do you want me to start? Slap the hand. Slap the hand. The Purify. Purify is a slap of the hand. And it, it, every time we slap our hands together, we clap our hands, we do turi, we do and we do Abhishek, we do sprinkling the holy waters with the incantation of the Abhishek mantras. Uh, these are the subtle meanings of all the, all the actions and kriyas and mudras that we demonstrate in the pujas are the, the referred to in the worship, in the meeting the demise of self-deprecation. Do you have other questions? No, I think everybody has questions. Ask everybody every. All right. Or we could do the next chapter if you yeah, like. I, I think this this has lots of meaning. It has lots of stuff here. Okay. Let's see if there are any questions. Om Sam Saraswati Namaha Namaste. Let's see if there are other questions. We have a question from Nanda in San Jose. Namaste, Nanda Ma. Dear Swamiji, 
We talked about the goddess vanquishing the Asuras in good overcoming evil, but it seems that evil is well thriving and alive in this world. It seems we are considered naive to even believe in decency and goodness, which are nice on paper but not in practical life. What am I missing? You're missing is the fact that we're not purifying the world just now, we're purifying ourselves and your world. And if you can't change the entire world, well, change your own world. And you are Brahma, you are Vishnu, you are the Deva Maheshwara, you are the Divine Mother. And if you become the Divine Mother, your world will be filled with purity and clarity and correct understanding. So let's leave all of this outside world apart. They are living in Kali Yuga. Let us live in Satya Yuga and then we can see how much we can purify. Remember the story of darkness and the sun. When darkness complained to the Lord, the sun is always chasing me. And the Lord called the sun and said, why are you always chasing darkness? And the sun replied, I have never seen darkness. You please bring him and show him to me and I promise not to chase him away. In the same way, Nandama become the sun and then we can think, what is this world becoming? What is the world following your example? Or is it that our example is not sufficiently strong enough to influence the world? We can influence those within our our specter of influence, or the circumference of our, our uh, 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 capacity of influence. Yes, please. We have a question from Nick in San Francisco. Namaste, Nick in San Francisco. Namaste, uh, Lara. Namaste. I sometimes hear sounds during meditation a deep humming vibration, sounds of a bell, or the sounds of roaring like wind. Are these the sounds that the mother uses to destroy the army of thoughts, or is it not related? No, they are very much related. You are listening to the sounds of chapter 9. So please continue to listen to them and make them more pronounced, more, more defined, more vibrant, more greater volume. And listen to those sounds. Close your ears, close your eyes, close off all your senses, look deeply inside and listen to the sounds of the battle. She is fighting on your behalf. We have a question from Ambika. Namaste Ambika! If we are living in Kali Yuga, can we still live internally in the Sadhya Yuga? How do we do that? Uh, the way we do that is we carry our satya with us wherever we go. Just follow Sriva as she goes around the world and you'll see she's always in satya yuga no matter which place she visits. No matter where, what circumstances I find myself, she remains in satya yuga. It is possible. We have a question from Swarupananda. Namaste Swarup. Pranam, in verse 11, self-deprecation wounds the lion. How is it that Dharma is wounded? Can you elaborate on this? Yes, Dharma becomes wounded when we don't pay attention. When we look away. It's like saying uh, uh, the, the Divine Mother is uh, caught in the battle. She's not caught in the battle. She's there voluntarily. We're caught in the battle. 
she is ever free. We are the ones who are bound. In the same way, when we turn away from Dharma, Dharma is wounded. That's the, we become servants of self-conceit and self-deprecation, then we have wounded Dharma. Otherwise, Dharma is always the same. It's just the image that we reflect upon Dharma. We have a question from Elise. Namaste, Elise! In the armor of the goddess, it said whatever desires one contemplates, he or she, he or she attains without a doubt. But how does this compare with in the Chandi, where desires are falling from rock to beach and being produced and then eaten by the goddess? Well, that's how they are attained. They attain complete fulfillment. They no longer cease to bother us. It doesn't mean you get everything you want. It means that you get everything she wants or you forget about it. You, you surrender to the will of God and you forget about the desires and the desires are no longer obstructions which pull you back away from whatever, that whatever desires an individual contemplates are fulfilled completely. That is, either you get it if you, she wants to give it to you or you forget it. And she takes the desire away from you and it no longer bothers you. So if you pay attention to the Divine Mother, then the desires are fulfilled. Either you get what you want or you get what she wants. And sometimes the two come into harmony and we both want the same thing. And that's when it's really nice. When thy will be done is in accordance with what I want. I really want thy will be done. We have a question from Vivekananda. Namaste, Vivek. Namaste. What is the significance of self-deprecation self shield having eight moons? It has a, a eight illuminations of devotion to the bondage of the soul. Eight different ways in which uh, we call them ashtapash. And these eight different bombs which continually uh, keep us there. Do you have them written down? It's a grina. Grina, hatred. Uh, 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 shame. And then bhai. Boy, fear. Uh, shanka. Shanka, doubt. And then there is uh, agyan. Again, uh, ignorance. And so there's one fault-finding. Huh? Fault-finding. Fault-finding. I, I'm proud of my, my position in life, my status, my, my Brahman birth. <laughs> I, I'm proud of my family. I come from a very wealthy, successful family that owns a lot of stuff. And those are eight. Those are the eight bonds which keep us bound and each of the moons on the shield of self-deprecation stand for the illumination or devotion to those eight different kinds of bondages. Yes, please. You talked about the slap with the hand, but yes. the conch and the discus, yes. what do, do they also refer to worship? Absolutely, the conch shell, of course, can, the container of all vibrations, the discus of a revolving time named excellent intuitive vision. Mm. Ah, 
They are blowing on the conscience and, and uh, 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 say, ringing the bell of continuous tone and listening to all vibrations of the universe. All the appurtenances of worship. All the tools that we use in the puja, these are all in the chandi. She uses them too. But Sandy, what about her horse-like laugh? Or she makes that, uh, how do you make that laugh, Mom? I don't laugh loudly. Well, I guess you, you used to. <laughs> Go ahead, can you make that sound for us? No, I cannot imitate. <laughs> all right. Well. Uh, you used to be able to imitate, but uh, today we're a little bit lachagrina uh, uh, boy. Why not you laugh? Uh, she has a horse-like laugh where she is laughing, she's in derision. She is mocking self-conceit and self-deprecation. She says, you guys are so conceited, you're only thinking about your own selfish selves. I laugh at you because this is really a, 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 an extremely funny dichotomy that you, you would think that your own importance is greater than the importance of the mother of the universe. How could you think such a thought? Yes, please. We have a question from Latha in San Jose. <laughs> Namaste. <laughs> Someone else joined us. <laughs> what is the difference between self-deprecation and humility? Oh, there's a great difference. Humility uh, makes my uh, 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 makes myself humble. <laughs> makes myself smaller in, in relation to those who I am with. I'm not trying to claim any, spe any special greatness or any special uh, anything that's a special attention should be paid to me because of my status in life or because of the eight pashas, the eight bonds that I just recited. I don't need any special recognition is humility. And self-deprecation says, oh boy, did I blow it. If only I hadn't done that, I'll, I'd never get it right. It's not good. I'm, I'm, I'm to be chastised, reprimanded. I'm to be punished for my faulty conduct. And that would be the difference. And he suffered himself. Yes. We have a question from Jennifer. Namaste, Jennifer. Namaste. When we confront an enemy that is continually morphing and shape-shifting when we try to do battle with it, we cannot grasp it, nor can we shoot it with an arrow because it's so subtle and cunning. How do we fight it? What weapon do we use? Mother! <laughs> Call upon the mother. You are not authorized to do battle. You are not the fighter. She is champion of us all. So Jennifer, call upon Mother and let her win the fight on behalf of us all. You need not go to battle. You just pray. Mom, you come and fight on my behalf. It is so nice when she got to travel. Yes. And she started to cry, Mom, Mom, Mom. 
She started crying, you know, and Parvati suddenly felt Asakshundar is calling, Ma, 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 Ma. And she meditated and she saw that Asakshundar is a problem. And she became a Kali form. She took a Kali form and she went to defeat Asakshundar. Oh my goodness. So Asakshundari, uh, uh, she was the daughter of Parvati and she knew, I can't defeat these Asuras. Ma! <laughs> you do it for me. And she came. And she came. Yeah. When we call upon the mother with faith, and we have patience, we have Shraddha, we have Shabari, then we have faith and we have patience and we call upon the Divine Mother to come and fight the battle for us, she, she must will. have to come. She will. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Mother. <laughs> we have a question from Ambika. Namaste, Ambika! Namaste. The internal battle of self-deprecation and self-conceit seems similar to the battle of too much and too little. It seems we are not trying to balance these two energies, but rather trying to destroy them. Do we accomplish this through chanting the Chandi or doing puja? And what is left after they are gone? Pure love? Uh, Amikau, we, we do it both ways. We do puja before we chant the Chandi. Every time you sit down, you do some form of puja. Even before you chant whatever you chant, you, you know, Sri I'm bowing to the gods, I'm bowing to the goddesses, I'm bowing to everybody, I'm taking a sankalpa, I'm reading a swasti shanti bachan, I'm reading a, a, a shanti pot, shanta dyo, shanta pratibhin, I'm giving them a flower, I'm giving them some water, I'm giving them some flowers, I'm giving them some incense, I'm giving them some lights. Isn't that puja? It's so nice. <laughs> Was that nice? Yeah. Okay, and then we're qualified to do the pot. You can do a panchopachar puja, five items. Patram pushpam toyam falam. You may You can do it four items, you can do it sixteen items, you can do a rajopachar, the, the Offering of kings. <laughs> as much as you can do. That's the puja. And then you do the pot. So every pot includes a, a puja. Do you do it with puja or pot? You use them all. Every tool in your tool chest you take to the job so that you are well armed to do, to fight with any assurer that you need to. You can accomplish any task as it is presented to you. We have a question from Sadatmananda. Namaste, Sadatmananda. Namaste. You mentioned recently that some souls come back again and again to try to relieve the suffering of others. But Jesus said that the poor will always exist. What is the point of coming back for others if their suffering will always exist? Well, because your suffering may stop. <laughs> Srimad gave you her phone number. She gave it to you. <laughs> she didn't give it to me. <laughs> You can call her at any time. I have to stand in line. So she came back for you. She came back for Sarada. She came back for Prativa. She came back for Ravi and Srinivala. She is spreading her influence according to her capacity. She's not going to get everyone. 
You always have a few stragglers who, you know what, the, the fishermen scooped up all the fish in the net and some fish burrowed down to the bottom and tried to dig their way into the muck at the bottom of the, of the ocean. And they tried to hide and they got caught with the, uh, with the net in their mouths and the fishermen hauled them up and as he was hauling them up some of the fish at the top were jumping and jumping and some jumped out of the net and they got away. The ones who tried to hide got caught and the ones who jumped they got away. So mom's going to be coming back for a long time. Yes, please. We have another question from Jennifer. Yes, Jennifer, please. When we seem to face insurmountable obstacles and we call on Lord Ganesh and we find ourselves at crossroads of many different paths and we don't know which one to choose, we praise this as Bhranti Darshan in the face of uncertainty when we renew our Sankalpa and ask for direction and yet no path lights up to show us where to go. How do we proceed once the decision has been made? Lakshmi Ganesh, Gauri Mahesh. <laughs> it's not enough to call on Ganesh. You need Durga to take away the Durgam. You need Durga to remove all the confusion. You need Gauri to illuminate your life. You need Lakshmi to define your goal. You need Saraswati to empower you to achieve it. You need Brahma, Vishnu, and Maheshwara. That's why we have all the different forms of divinity, Jennifer, so that we can find a way to extricate ourselves from the abyss, the abominable abyss of not being, of not knowing where to go, of, of being stuck in our confusion without knowing where to go. So we have so many forms of divinity. And when all of those, if they don't all work for you together, then ask your guru. Gu karas karas charu karas tejas uchate. The syllable gu is the darkness and ru is the illumination in the darkness. And your guru, Sri Ma, the mother of respect, the mother of the perfection of peace in your heart and your mind, she will give you insight into your situation and give you options and alternatives so that you can make a wise election of all the different paths that are available. But you can't make only one action. You can't make only one action. No. No, you will have to make many actions. Yeah. Uh, you don't only eat one food. I do. But you won't eat only one food. You put a little tomato with your lettuce and probably a piece of cucumber too. You don't eat only lettuce. When I was eating only lettuce, uh, Srima's mother came and said, he eats like a goat. <laughs> I can't eat with him. He eats like a goat. <laughs> Uh, you don't eat only lettuce, you put a little bit of cucumber and a radish and a big piece of tomato in your salad too. And you eat all kinds of different things in the same way you can't call only Ganesh. Take away my difficulties, illuminate, open the door. You gotta have Lakshmi. 
so you know which door to open. You got to have Sarasvati so you have the knowledge of where do I want to go? Why do I want to go there? What do I want to get when I get there? Hey, please take a look at our goal setting template. You'll find it under spiritual business on our website. That was beautiful. <laughs> Incredible. We have a question from Julia. Namaste, Julia Ma. Namaste. We are so incredibly grateful that we are here again with you and Ma in good health teaching us. Thank you. Question. Over many years of helping women to discover their true selves, I have seen how many, when they are rising up from self-deprecation, can get stuck at the level of self-conceit rather than understanding how to be full of their great and humble divine self. What to do? <laughs> That's in the next chapter. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't answer that question tonight. First, we're going to get pull our, extricate ourselves from the bonds of self-deprecation. And then we will handle self-conceit. But I'll give you a little hint. And the hint was in our table of contents, which was the Brahmadi Shapa Bibochanam. We found that uh, uh, Jati... Jam, jati, uh, jati Rupenya Shamstita is the beige mantra of self-deprecation. Knowing that I'm one with all beings born. Knowing that all beings in manifested existence also have the same limitations as I do. And remembering that I am a being of creation and forgiving all the beings of creation for their inadequacies as I would have them forgive me for my own. This is the bhavana with which we conquer self-deprecation. I am one with all creation. In the next chapter, the Bij Mantra is Lam, Laja. And laja means humility. And with that humility, with that hri, with that, uh, that bhavana, uh, that attitude of humility, we can conquer self-conceit because we become truly humble. We give up our self-deprecation by realizing our unity with all of creation. I'm not any worse than any of the others. I mean, look at you guys. How could I be worse than that? I am one with creation, and we're all equally inadequate. I am no greater, I have no greater inadequacy than anyone else does. So therefore, I conquered self-deprecation by becoming one with all beings born. I conquer self-conceit by being truly adopting humility as the bhavana, the attitude with which I want to communicate. I'm not in business to promote myself. I am in business to promote my mama. Shri Ma is the guru. And remain, remaining as a child, I can control my self-conceit to some extent. To the extent that she allows me to. Those are the two bijas of those two chapters. 
the two predominant attitudes with which we will conquer those asuras. Jati, jang jati rupenya samstita, jati swarupenya ki, nishumbak bhavakarinya ki, brahma vashishta vishwamitra shapabibhuta bhava. That, that jang, that jati, that me, all beings born, I have a unity, and that means that I am no less than the rest. So how can I be stuck in self-deprecation? Lang lajas varupinyaki, shumba bhavakarinyaki, brahma vashishta vishwamitra shapabhi mukta baba. That laja, that hri, that, that's, True humility, that feeling, that bhavana of humility where I can control my self-conceit, that causes the demise of self-conceit. It removes the energy from self-conceit because he's pretty conceited. We have a question from Sadhana Shakti. And Na Namaste, Sadhana Shakti. Namaste. It seems that self-deprecation strikes even harder when we're doing actions that are positive and bettering ourselves. Could this mean that it's getting smaller and therefore it tries to strike stronger? Yep, that's exactly what it means, Sadhana Shakti. It means that as much as we strive to come closer and closer and closer to divinity and to illuminate our own divine selves, so great, so much greater is the struggle of the Asuras to say, hey, don't go there. If you kill me, where will you be? How can you get along without an ego? How can you get along without self-deprecation, you dummy? <laughs> don't forget me. I am the essence of you. I am the most important part of you, you stupid dummy. Forget all this divinity stuff. Go out there and become a somebody you nobody. He's a real nowhere man living in his nowhere land, making all his nowhere plans for nobody. <laughs> so the closer we come to God, the stronger the assurers put up their defenses. They grab at us and say, don't go there. Don't trust that lady. She's wearing a yellow sari with a red border. I mean, who knows where she's going to take you? What will happen if she's, she says, you surrender to me? And she says, jump. What will you do? What if she tells you the wrong thing to do? Of course she didn't. <laughs> of course she didn't. But I do. <laughs> You, you're not absolved from using your discrimination just because you're in love with God or a guru or divine beings. You're not ab absolved from, you're, you're not excused. <laughs> okay, I don't have to think anymore. I'll just do what I'm told. Wishful thinking. Ah, as W.C. Fields once said, a sucker is born every minute. <laughs> and don't go for that. You're not absolved from using discrimination just because you're in love with someone you think is illuminating the path to divinity. If she says, jump, say, Guruji, I'm certainly going to follow your example. You go first. 
Jesus, I'm going to follow you wherever you go. Oh, wherever you go, I will follow her till we can go no further. Following always our divine murder. <laughs> yes, please. We have a question from Mosami in Boulder. Namaste, Mushumima. Pranam. During the chanting of the Chandi, in one verse, the Lord of Confusion extends his thousand arms and attacks the goddess. And in the next verse, the goddess cuts his discuses with her arrows immediately. In reality, perhaps it takes much longer to cut the confusion and establish the divinity. How can we reach the state so that the Asuras come and get destroyed in the next minute? <laughs> <laughs> Mushani, in chapter 1, Vishnu wrestled with too much and too little for 5,000 years. They fought. And I want it now. <laughs> Please. I don't think it's going to come that easily. But what we can do is be ready for that one moment where it comes. And she says, What do you want? And you've got it on the tip of your tongue. And you say, Shud Pavitra Chirthai I want that kind of devotion that brings me into harmony with you right now. For all time. And she says, Tatasto. And in that instant, you can see an eternity pass. In Kalkasht Ekshanam, in that one instant, the entire universe stops. And there is only one reality in this world, and that is the mother of the universe. The divine mother is the one reality. And then in that moment, she, she is victorious. So Mushomi, we will hope that it happens, that instant happens all the time. But for right now, I'm really happy when it happens when I sing the Chandi and I go through the whole thing and I get to chapter 13. She's okay, loud mouth, <laughs> slow down. What do you want? Why are you making all this noise? Are you going to keep up everybody in the world? <laughs> Let somebody sleep. And I say, Mom, I will if you give me pure devotion. And she says, What? <laughs> Say what? <laughs> Kibolche. Pure devotion. Ah, okay. Eva Mastu. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, and then we get it in that moment. The pure devotion comes in that one moment. Please. We have a question from Vivekananda. Namaste, Vivek. Namaste. I've been reading a lot about the disciples of Ramakrishna, and it has been very beautiful. They talk a lot about jop and meditation. The chandi is my sadhana, but I have a strong desire to be able to actually meditate. Does the chandi lead to success in silent meditation and not watching movies? Should I practice extra jop or more pot or something else? Or should I just be patient? You should just be patient. Just sit down, shut up, <laughs> and do what you're told. <laughs> be patient. You've got to have faith and you've got to have patience. Shada and Shabri. You need both, faith and patience. But you know what? I was revising my article about Jiddu Krishnamurti today. And you know, 
He taught about meditation as being free from everything you know. Of being free from the practice of meditation. Of being something different from striving to go into meditation. I'm going to do this much job and this much top and this much... Uh, uh, introspection and this buzz extrospection and all this inspection I'm going to leave it alone until I come to the place where I am that I am I am and it's something separate from all the practices that we do all the practices that we do Vivek will lead you to the precipice. Now, whether you jump or not is up to you. It's not because of the chandipat, it's not because of the jap, it's not because of the puja, it's not because of the tap, it's not because of the singing, it's not because of the dancing, it's not because of the philosophical implications of everything that you're doing, it's because of your faith. Love. And your love. <laughs> it's because of your faith and your love that you make the leap. It's a leap of faith. We have a question from Sadatmananda. Yes, Sadatmananda, namaste. Why did the goddess laugh and kill self-deprecation when he, he said stop? <laughs> because he wasn't going to stop. He was just ordering her to stop. Self-deprecation didn't stop. He was still waging battle. He said, you stop. <laughs> Don't kill me. I, I'm going. I, I want to kill you. <laughs> I'm your enemy. You stop trying to injure me. <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun world if we said that to all of our enemies? <laughs> okay, stop. <laughs> Now I get to go. It's my turn. And that's why. We have a question from Ambika. Namaste, Ambika. It seems the key to everything is pure devotion and love. Yes. Do we do sadhana primarily so we can cultivate and remember this? Well, it, you do sadhana because you have pure, faith, pure love. You do sadhana because you have faith. If you didn't have faith, why would you even put one flower there on the altar? Why would you go to the altar? You must have some faith in order to go to the altar. You must have some love, some devotion in order to start. The more you do, the greater your devotion. The more your devotion, the greater your love. The greater your love, the more your surrender. The more your surrender, the greater you achieve. The closer you come to achieving samarpan. I offer myself in equilibrium. Take me, Mom. I'm yours. Or you're mine. Or we're one. Or how do you want to say it? Shivoham, Tatwamasi, I am Atma Brahmam, Aham Brahmashmi. We have a question from Laura. Yes, Laura, namaste. Why is Mahasaraswati the Dhyanam for this episode of the Chandi? What is her relationship to the events of this episode? Well, these three episodes, uh, the beginning, the middle, and the end, are the, the, the beginning. It starts with Kali, 
she is the goddess of Yognidra. She's the goddess who takes away the darkness. In the middle episode, we have Lakshmi, who is the goal of all existence. And in the last episode, we have Saraswati, who is the goddess of all knowledge. So Kali took away the darkness. Lakshmi defined our goals, and Saraswati showed us how to get there. She gave us the knowledge by which we could achieve our purpose. And that's why the three girls work together. We have a question from Elise. Namaste, Elise. Namaste. You were talking about the Bija mantra for destroying self-conceit. What is the Bija mantra for self-deprecation? Being one with all beings born. That's the Mool Mantra and the Mool character, the Mool attitude, the root of this chapter. Yes, please. We have a question from Julia. Yes, Julia Ma. Let me see. Ma says we can progress if we take things too seriously. Maybe. And here, certainly the goddesses, maybe she means can't progress. I don't know. Only Ma knows. And here, certainly, the goddess is having fun and laughing. Can you tell us about this? No. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask Ma what she said. Because I can't tell from this question the way it's written. Uh, if we can't progress if we take things too seriously, <laughs> then Mother is saying, uh, lighten up. <laughs> hey, guys, chill. <laughs> I'm cool, it, man. It's it's not it's not that hard. You're making it more complicated than it needs to be made. And if she says we can progress if we take things seriously, well, do you know what? This is a very serious matter. This is this is my whole life. This is my self-deprecation. This is my self-conceit. Of course, uh, I've got to take it seriously. Either way. Mother's right. <laughs> we have a question from Ambika. Namaste, Ambika. Namaste. Can you please discuss the relationship between sankalpa, karma, and our dharma? Yes. Sankalpa, karma, and dharma. Karma and dharma. Okay. Uh, karma is everything we've got to do. All the stuff that we do. Dharma is all the good stuff that we do. Sankalpa is the definition of my determination to do what I'm going to do. And that's how they work. Karma is everything I do. Good stuff and the bad. Without discrimination. Anything you do, that was karma. <laughs> Dharma is the good stuff. I plan to serve my guru. I plan to love my mother. I plan to be one with God. That's a good dharma. I plan to live with truth. You do? <laughs> well, I am the bliss of truth. Hey, can we live together for a while? <laughs> and sankalpa is the firm determination, the definition of my promise to God, I'm going to live with truth. So you can't go away, because here I am, satya nandam. 
the master of the bliss of truth. <laughs> we just put it on the website today. Uh, Shivani did it. Yes, please. We have a question from Nanda in San Jose. Namaste. Is that Nanda different from Lata? <laughs> no, Swamiji. No! <laughs> Many aliases! How does one cultivate humility? I'll let you know when I get it. <laughs> we have to work towards it, Nanda I believe that the best way to cultivate humility myself is to promote someone else. And to give up all selfish desire. Mm. <laughs> 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 give up all selfish desire. <laughs> promote someone else's agenda. Give up all selfish desire. She had hit it right on the, she, she doesn't mince words, that mother of ours. <laughs> yes, please. We have a question from Swarupananda. Yes, Swarup, namaste. We are told countless times and by many beings that spiritual life is simple, that we can change whenever we want. What is this tendency to make it seem so complicated? Oh, I want excuses why I'm not doing it. I know I should be doing it. It's easy to do. It's easier than doing it the, the wrong way. And yet, I want an excuse for my stupid behavior. I'm not doing it. You told me to do it. You told me what I'd get if I did do it. You showed me how to do it. You showed me what you got because you did it. And still, I don't want to do it. So I say, oh, I don't understand this. This is pretty complicated. <laughs> I'm making excuses because I don't want to do I've got somebody who writes me five times a day saying, I, well, does that mean I shouldn't be doing it? It's too complicated to do? Always looking for the excuse why I'm not doing it? It's so much easier to keep writing me to say why I shouldn't be doing it. I should be digging a hole over here and there instead of a hole over there. Or I should be trying this instead of trying that. And you know what? It's simple. It's simple. Fall in love with the example that you respect most highly. And follow that example so you can put that example to work in your own lives. And then take that example in your life and try to do what she does so you can get what she got so that you can be in harmony as she is in harmony and you'll have a trail of devotees carrying bags of food to go wherever you go so you can pass out prasad in every venue. People that want to follow you. We have a question from Julia. Namaste, Julia Ma. At the top of the cosmic altar, we give a flower to the ego. Why does the ego get to be in the line of the gods and goddesses? Because he goes to heaven. <laughs> ah, Mahisha Shur Mahabira Indradi Divya Barita Divya Stratarita Bupa Gathaswargang Namaste. Go to heaven. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Just go to heaven. Thank you, Mr. Ego. You are no longer an obstacle in my path. You are now an ornament in the hands of the Divine Mother. Go to heaven. 
I bow to you. Om Sam Sarasvati Namaha. Thank you, Shami. Namaste. Thank you.